to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, and I am beyond excited today to speak to my guest. Her name is Miranda Von Fricken, and she is freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda is a, I guess, the sparkliest LinkedIn trainer ever. She's obsessed with the energy of how we, as women entrepreneurs, do LinkedIn for business. And she is going to drop some golden bombs of wisdom on us today. I just know it. So welcome to Sugar Coated Miranda. Thank you, Adrian. There's no sugar coating today. I'm pumped. (laughs) There is no sugar coating in what we're doing today. So Miranda, you are the sparkliest LinkedIn (laughs) trainer ever. But let's not start there. Let's start from how you got to be the sparkliest ever. Well, to be a regular LinkedIn trainer, it actually started in my nine to five experience back when I was an HR leader recruiting talent for the organization I worked with. I used LinkedIn as the platform to draw in new hires and meet awesome people. Then I got laid off. (laughs) And so that made me less than sparkly. (laughs) However, (laughs) (laughs) However, I knew it was my time to take my show on the road and be my most sparkliest that I possibly could be now that I had the freedom to be able to truly be me and not be the face of a different corporation. So I became sparkly over time, although that is my true personality. But as I got more comfortable speaking to large crowds or audiences and training different organizations and entrepreneurs on the power of LinkedIn and now personal branding, I let my light shine just a little bit more. And actually, Mm. I added the sparkliest piece on my LinkedIn about two months ago. So I had Mm. always been sparkly, but I'm feeling it more than ever these days. Oh my gosh, I love it. So <laughs> when when did you make the transition to entrepreneurship? So I was a side hustler for quite some time. So it's been about 10 years or so. I'm a certified life coach. I've got a master's in motivation. So I have been speaking and coaching female executives and not so much entrepreneurs in the beginning, but training employees and hiring managers from a very early on in my career, probably like 2007, 2010, I was doing the life coaching and the speaking thing. Um, but it was always extra. It was a side hustle to my corporate experience. It wasn't until I'd say about four years ago, I went full-time as an entrepreneur where I felt completely comfortable in my own skin, to be honest. It, it was more of a personal decision than a professional one to be able to go out and do this and have the confidence to make money and to match or exceed 
my nine to five salary. I've got kids, one's in college, one's in all the sports camps. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I felt confident enough in myself to be able to shine a light on the skills I bring to the table and be able to sell that, market myself and become a full-time entrepreneur. That's amazing. And I I think this is an area that so many women struggle with. You know, we we definitely have the passion for what we're doing and we want to make a difference. But the thing that I think holds us back is this getting visibility for ourselves, right? And it does start with the having the confidence right. to choose the mediums in order to get that visibility. So is that something that, you know, you you said that it took you a little while to get there, even though I would say that you are probably someone that always had confidence. So the fact that you needed to build up even more confidence, imagine somebody who might not be as confident as you. Can you give some advice to women because getting visible, whether you're working at a job within that company or you're doing a side hustle or you're starting your own business, visibility is the key to success. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you have to be seen to be paid. (laughs) Exactly. So what are some of the things that either you did or that you advise some of the people to, you know, get that confidence? You're, You're a motivational coach, right? Mm -hmm. So you motivate people to do these things. What are some of the things that women can do to get themselves into that space? Yeah. So it's funny. Visibility has been my jam since I was like five years old. I have no (laughs) problem getting seen or being heard. It was actually my corporate experience that took that away from me. Uh, So for me, the first piece turned out to be get in the right environment right? So Mm. I was in the wrong environment. The corporate space was not my jam. (laughs) I Mm. would walk around. I I actually worked in tech, technology, the industry and human resources, but walking around engineers, they thought I was crazy (laughs) (laughs) with my pink (laughs) pink glasses or my pink shirts. And I often wear tutus when I'm on stage and they just thought I was bonkers. Some of them thought it was fun, but it was hard to be taken seriously when I was being completely myself. So I kind of dulled the sparkle. I kind of held back. And that word professional, quote unquote, popped out a lot in my reviews where people would Mm. say, we'd like you to act a little more refined, professional for the environment. And I'm like, fuck this environment. (laughs) (laughs) However, I didn't feel confident enough to actually leave the environment. So for me, I think God just kicked me out. He was like, go get laid. You're getting laid off. You're not meant to be here. You know, my thought is always when the universe knocks, if you don't answer the call, they will kick you. (laughs) It will kick you out. You know, the spirit guides are like, get out, girl. This is not for you. So being in the right environment, I think, is key. Mm. And that's something Mm. we have a little control over, don't we? We can say, this is not for me. or I don't feel myself in this space. So whether it's being an employee or being an entrepreneur, Maybe you love being an employee. It's just at the wrong location. It's in the wrong industry or the wrong leader actually seems to be a lot of what I hear when I speak to employees. Mm. It's the wrong Mm. leader, not understanding them. So get in the right space, find the right environment. Once I did that, I felt very free to grow and expand. 
which is what I was mm. meant to do. I wasn't put on this earth to shrink down, to be less mm. than who God made me to be. I was not put on this earth to be quiet or even that mm. word professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm professional. I mean, <laughs> however, I'm, um, there's definitely different definitions to that term in my book. So getting in the right environment was huge for me and getting clarity, right? So it's mm. one thing to just be bold and loud and sassy and in your face it's another thing to be all of those things with a clear message and a purpose. So getting clear mm. after the environment piece, getting clear on who I was, who I wanted to work with, what I wanted to do, my vibe, right? How do I roll? <laughs> yes. So getting clear on all of that was huge. Part of that can be done by yourself. Just get quiet, get a journal, do some professional development or personal development, reading tools and books and podcasts like these. This was a huge piece of my personal growth, becoming from going from employee to entrepreneur. But then I, I went out and found more resources that could help me and be more interactive. So coaching, mm. workshops, you know, taking classes. Um, there wasn't like a, a workshop on how to be me, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But there are fabulous female coaches or even male, depending on who you like to work with. I love the female energy with a, a little bit of the bold, sassy masculine. But I found coaches to work with that helped me not only get clear on my messaging, but confidence, right? I have an energy healer I work with that helps me align all the things inside my mm. soul. You know, I've got my Christian coaches that I work with. I've got business, strict business coaches that hold me accountable to my awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's one thing to find your awesome. It's another thing to actually go out and live it. So getting some help was the next big step after getting clear. And it almost kind of went hand in hand with getting mm. clear because some people can really figure it out on their own or they already know it and just have to go take action on it. Some people need a little extra help to finding it and clarifying that. So when we go out to the world to express it, when we're ready, it's not just a jumbled mess. You know, you got to be a little yeah. clear. So it was the environment. It was getting clear. And then it was really embracing and embodying the who I was, who God made mm -hmm. me to be. Again, he did not put me on this earth to be quiet. <laughs> I have a voice and I'm using it. And so once my message got clear, I did some of the like detailed things like which platform do I want to live on? You know, what social media wise, you know, who do I want to work with and how am I going to reach them? So I got really clear on the on the granular businessy type things. And then I just embodied it as a woman, as a coach, as a speaker. I am who I am in person is the same person you see on LinkedIn. Like the biggest yeah. compliment I've ever received was when I went to a networking event and they were like, wow, you are literally the same person today here in person as you are on LinkedIn. There's no like fakeness to my social media. So I, I literally embraced and embodied who I was meant to be, who I said I was, and I proved it to the world. Gosh. You know, it, you've said so many <laughs> incredible things, and I, it, that really is such an incredible guide. I, I do love the advice of get in the right environment yes. because what happens as women is we think that there is a certain path to success and we put ourselves into the wrong environment, yes. not knowing it. We, we definitely don't do that consciously. Right. 
And then when we start to get those feelings like you described, oh, I don't fit in here or, you know, this isn't for me, this doesn't feel good. We ignore those messages because we're socialized to be, you know, uh, what's the word? Like just not, not create, you know, waves, right? So we ignore And then I think what ends up happening is we start to distrust ourselves. So the advice to, you know, grow, expand, get clear, it's almost like getting back to ourselves and listening to those voices and those messages that are coming from that deep knowing of, you know, who you are. So clearing out all of those societal messages and the social conditioning and all of that that is something that, you know, we really need to do, especially for those of us like me who were socialized through the corporate mm-hmm. world. You do have to put yourself aside in order to fit in. Yeah. You have to and do a lot, of unlearning, a lot of unlearning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's, it happens a lot of times without you knowing. Yeah. So that has been something for me on my entrepreneurial journey that I've had to do a lot of unwinding and unlearning and feeling like, you know, am I comfortable being me? Because being me in a corporate environment was a threat. Yeah. So it's like your system too is is sort of on high for like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I can just imagine how many women, you know, women who've been in corporate feel like this. And then there's a whole other set of unknowns in the, in the entrepreneurial world because you know we're we're oftentimes working with other people that are in corporate. So we, we really, you know, we have a lot of different balls to be juggling, <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, I, so I feel exactly that too, because a lot of my clients are in the corporate space still. I didn't, yeah. I didn't just, in the beginning, I released everything corporate, but as I became a savvy entrepreneur, I realized they paid more. <laughs> yes, go where the money Hello. is. <laughs> so I have one foot still in the corporate space and one foot in what I call my, my space, not literally the, the platform, but into my <laughs> personal space. And so I have to do a few things in my like daily routines to make sure that I'm honoring and still embracing and embodying who I am, even in the corporate environment. And I find some people will reject it, which fine, see you later. And some people will think it's fantastic and call you in and tell their friends. And so I find I was really scared about being completely me in the corporate space after I felt very rejected by the corporate, you know, conglomerates and not only by being told to be a little quiet and be a little less than who I was, but literally rejecting me by kicking me out (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) with with a position elimination. I felt like it wasn't just a position elimination. It was a Miranda elimination. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe a part of me was, and I, I treated it as a gift after that initial, you know, shock of, who was going to pay my mortgage <laughs> after yeah. that initial shock? I, I realized it was such a gift and I'm, I was very grateful for not only them noticing that I may not be the right fit, 
But for, for me accepting it, that they're right. I wasn't the right fit. You know, they may have released me for business reasons, but I got to release me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for my own personal reasons. And now I can yeah. confidently go back into an environment that's very corporate and just be me because I am completely who I am and all the places they found me social media, email, all that good stuff, um, referrals. Like nobody's going to refer me and say, oh yeah, black suit, button up, you know, <laughs> very <laughs> respectful. I mean, I am respectful. I mean, I'm being silly with that stuff, but you know, I'm going to go in and, and I'm going to wear pink or high heels or sparkly sneakers, depending on my mood. Sometimes I wear flip-flops. I don't even care, <laughs> but you're still going to get, you know, my specialty is visibility, LinkedIn, personal branding, and all the rage, which is what everybody wants these days. Like, how do I get seen by more clients? How do I find my next best hire? And you're doing that on LinkedIn and sometimes through a personal brand of your employees. So I know what I have is wanted. And now I know that I'm wanted, not because they accept me, but because I accepted me. Mm, so good. Yeah. That is so good. There, I just want to mention there's a podcast that I, I listened to. It's not by a therapist. It's by this wonderful woman, but the podcast is called Help Me Be Me. Ooh. It's like the best that. name ever. Help Me Be Me. And it's just chock full of practical advice for life, for business, for everything. And I just, I wanted to mention that because I, I do think that so many of us do need help being our own authentic, genuine yeah. selves. So transitioning mm-hmm. or because the audience is specifically women entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And yes, there are women leaders that are our listeners, but it's primarily women entrepreneurs that listen into Sugarcoated. So how can we leverage our own unique characteristics, talents on platforms like LinkedIn, by leveraging media, other people's podcasts, things like that. What can we do, Miranda? Oh, be you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And so so I am, obviously, I'm a a female entrepreneur myself. And although my past environment or experiences in the corporate space, I had to kind of release all of that and say, who am I as an entrepreneur? Like Miranda, the employee is different than Miranda, the entrepreneur. And so when I talk about you, so say we're in the right environment, we're entrepreneurs, we're exactly where we're meant to be. Are we embracing 100% who we are, who we're meant to be? Are we acting as if we're already that person, that higher version of ourselves that we want to put out to the world and to be? So think about like the end in mind, whenever we coach someone When I'm Mm -hmm. thinking visibility and I do like branding strategies with person, I say, what do you want to be known for? When somebody sees Mm -hmm. you online or hires you, what do you want them to say after the work is done, right? So whether they're a service-based entrepreneur or they're selling a product, like what do you want them to say about you? And usually they'll say, oh, I want them to say that was amazing or I changed their life and great. Who do you have to be in order to change somebody's life? Well, first you have to get your shit in check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find it very, very aligned when I am in check mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the work comes, right? Like I jokingly say, when I'm in check, then the check clears. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I mean, it keeps, because I, so I know myself, right? So that's the biggest piece of entrepreneurship because we don't have a boss to tell us what to do. 
We may have employees, mm. but we don't often have somebody keeping us in line unless we pay somebody to do that. But I have to keep myself in check. And that starts with fueling myself properly, praying every morning, moving my body, drinking all the water. And so keeping myself in check, then I have this mental and emotional strength to be visible confidently, right? To be mm. able to put myself out there and really own what I'm saying, right? Because if I, I find myself sometimes if I'm not in check, I'll just put out content to put it out there because I haven't in a few days and I got to put something out. It never gets the engagement that, it, that mm. I want it to. It's like people can feel our energy. And that's actually, yeah. I'm writing a book about the energy we bring to the LinkedIn platform. And it's, it's game changing to think if I can just bottle up my energy, which people would legit pay for probably, <laughs> if I can <laughs> bottle up my energy and put it out to the world in order to help them transform their life, how would I do that? And the easiest piece is social media. So that must mean I have to put all of this positive, amazing, transformative energy into the text that I put out there, into the copy yeah. on my website, in my email list, you know, on any landing page I may have, LinkedIn, Instagram. I can feel the difference when somebody's putting out something janky, half-assed, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. or when they're really, really feeling what they're saying. And I think in order to get visible and have it have an impact, you have to get your energy in check first. Mm. That it's so interesting. And I, I keep going back to this idea of like socialization and second guessing ourselves. Yes, it's so powerful to know yourself and, and do all the things that keep you aligned and, and healthy. But I think one of the the main things that holds women back from sharing their expertise and the, their thought leadership is they start to, you know, put themselves in someone else's brain, right? And they say, what is someone else going to think about me if I do this, if I show up as myself? And there is legitimate fear there because you, by putting yourself out there, you do expose yourself. Yep. There, there's no doubt about that. And as women, that is something that is scary. So it's a protection mechanism on the one hand, right. right? That we we need to protect ourselves. On the other hand, if we don't share, if we don't be visible and in a genuine way, we are not going to be able to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. So how do you like contend with all of that <laughs> all of it. <laughs> all of it. It give me the answer. <laughs> it was actually very scary in the beginning to be completely who I was. And it couldn't be it couldn't look like a 180, right? Because a lot of my LinkedIn followers were being recruited, right? I yeah. was recruiting them, so they were they were like engineers or quote unquote professionals looking to get hired and hiring managers and people who potentially followed me for human resources advice and inspiration. So I knew right away, I had to plan out the strategy. Yeah, <laughs> You kind of got to plan your visibility strategy, not just the technical posts. What am I putting out? What am I saying? But the vibe. So what I would yeah. do is slowly incorporate I do one motivational post, one inspirational post, and then an educational post. You know, I, I still do that today. Like I blend mm. the educational mm. piece. I blend the how-to, the technical stuff with the high-level confetti awesomeness. Or yeah. I would save the posts for a how-to and I would bring my energy to a live video. 
you know, so I'd go yeah. live on the platform and that's where they can see my energy. No matter what I talk about, I'm always going to be the same. And I did have some fear around not only the corporate people who knew me, but like my kids' parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I went sure. on Facebook where it's more in like our personal circles, I'm a sports mom. So <laughs> I always get a giggle when my daughter's on a new team and a parent will come to me and say, uh, you have a podcast? What's that all about? Yeah. You know, because they're not in my environment. They're not in my entrepreneurial space. So one was a nurse and she was like, what? What about this? What's this podcast you do? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I have my own business, but they don't always ask what that means. And then a gentleman yeah. coach or basketball coach <laughs> literally called me out at one of her practices about being positive on Instagram. And I cracked up because like, oh, now they're going to see it. And even today, years later, and I'm super confident, I still get that little bounce of fear that pop up. Like, what are they going to think? Are they going to judge my kid that I'm wearing a tutu? <laughs> yeah. I'm a 43-year-old woman <laughs> in a pink tutu. <laughs> and so, I mean, the fact that I own it also means my family does too. But this is my brand. This is my business. This is who I was made to be. So it's that unapologetic part of me that tells me to keep going forward, keep moving forward. Like her basketball coach is never going to utilize my services. <laughs> you never my, know. He, you never know. You are correct. But that's not my ideal audience. I don't speak to everybody. I'm no. putting my energy out and speaking to those who need me and those who don't can unfollow or, you know, just kind of dismiss and move on. But I remember early on too, when I was planning out, like slowly easing into who I was on social media, I had to ask myself a really tough question. Like, am I legit fearful because something can affect me or my family? Or am I, is it bullshit? And is it just in my head? And so I would yeah. jokingly say, is this legit or bullshit? <laughs> what I felt <laughs> that I actually had a keynote called legit or bullshit. It was about excuses. <laughs> Oh, wow. But the same thing works for fear. What is the legitimacy of this fear? You know, or just brain dump. Why am I scared? Because you can be completely honest with yourself. There's some things we hold back, but 90% of us can be honest on paper with just me and my paper, right? Like nobody's yeah. looking at it. And then I can also say to myself, what am I really afraid of? And then just go mm. deeper, deeper, deeper. Like, why am I afraid of that? And then why am I afraid of that response? And then keep going a little deeper to get to the true answer and the true answer ultimately of why am I afraid to be completely myself on social media is probably back to junior high when totally you didn't have a lunch table to sit at and you were new at school or something crazy or fighting with the girls, you know, so because it's about being alone. Ultimately, yeah. a post on social media can take a female brain to sitting alone at lunch. <laughs> like yeah. instantly. You're so right. <laughs> You're so it's right. Crazy. So yeah. I coach my daughter the way I would have loved to been coached or raised, you know, and I, I say to her often, you know, who just sit with that lunch when she goes into school? And some days she said, I sat by myself. And I was like, I got like I was so scared one day. I was like, wait, you sat by yourself? Like my thought was how embarrassing. But then I said to her, yeah. why did you sit by yourself? Or how did that make you feel? And she was like, people were making me annoyed. So I just sat by myself and said, I need some me time. And Oh my saying, god! Oh my god! This kid is a genius. Can you imagine? That's amazing. If we all felt like we just needed our me space and didn't care about sitting by ourselves at a lunch table, so I laugh now and I can like say, you know, what would I tell my kid? 
when I'm feeling a certain way, what would I tell her? So, I mean, for those of us who have kids, we can kind of get that. But some of us who don't, you can even, you have nieces, nephews, whatever, like, or you can say, what would you tell your younger self if she was feeling this fear? Like, are you literally afraid you're not going to pay your bill or your family's going to disown you if you put your truth out there? And if they are, they're not meant for you. God's got better people right around the corner. Mm. Because, you know, once we start to speak our truth, other people will flock to us because it's their truth, too. We're not alone in how we feel or the views or the values that we have. Like, I actually got a little fearful. I talk about God a lot. I've probably said it 15 times so far about being faith-based or my my thoughts on God bringing gifts to me. And I talk about God all the time on LinkedIn. Like, how crazy. And God's not my business. He's in it. (laughs) But he's, (laughs) he's not my business. But... He's on the advisory board. Legit. He's my divine board of directors. Yeah. <laughs> He's my CEO, my Christ executive officer. <laughs> but to me, like, I don't even know what your thoughts are on that. And I'm just talking about it because I don't care. Like, this is me. You you want to yeah. interview me? I'm giving you me. You know what I mean? So yeah. I did the same thing on LinkedIn. When I first started, I would like name drop God in a message little by little, right? Like I would just kind of name drop and... Then I started to say in my keynotes, I'm going to name drop Jesus once or twice and see what the crowd responds. And and it, again, has nothing to do with my business, but it, it probably could really hurt my business if there's a company who is like, no, 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 shy away from that. Don't even bring that up. But just yesterday, I had one of the largest organizations in the world. I won't say their name yet until they pay the bill. <laughs> hire me to speak at their Christian group within the organization about being a light in the workplace. And I was like, Whoa, maybe that is my business. (laughs) So totally. It was, it was a beautiful moment. I, I talked to my husband about it. I prayed on it like crazy. And I was so proud of myself for, although it took a few years to get to where I am about expressing my faith but now people are looking for me to talk about that. Yeah. And really, I'm a LinkedIn yeah. expert. That's my title. I'm a LinkedIn expert, personal branding evangelist. But here now, I'm going to get paid to speak about something my heart feels called to talk about. So I don't know. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. And for those of us who are introverted and shy and nervous about this and fearful, I would just say, like, why are you on this earth? And how mm-hmm. long are you going to wait until you fulfill that call? Yes. And I think that using you as a model, right? And and people don't need to be you to also have that type of success. They can do it in their own way, right? But I truly think that the more women that own who we are and express that, that's going to shift some of these definitions that you were talking about before, like what is professional, right? right? Men can show up to, you know, to pitch a venture capitalist in jeans and a hoodie and flip-flops and that, you know, no one bats an eye. Right. So if that's acceptable, why can't we be who we are and have that be acceptable too? If we don't speak up and if we don't put these things out there that are important to us, right, because they've helped us in some way, then how how do we like give permission for things to change? Yeah. Things are going to always be how they are until we start speaking up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also think that, you know, unfortunately, as women get a little bit older, we do get this greater sense of confidence because we realize that, you know, keeping quiet, 
trying to fit in everywhere that we go is number one, exhausting. <laughs> Seriously. And yeah, I mean, it's just so tiring. And number two, it really didn't get us what we thought it was going to get us or what we what was like promised or put forth to us. Yeah. So it's like, screw it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're just going to be us and kind of see what happens and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. So if we can speak to maybe some of the women entrepreneurs that are younger, try to embrace who you are as much as you can, as early as you can. And if you, if you face pushback and negativity and, it, you know, it stops you from, from ascending to wherever you want to go, like you said, get in the right environment, get out of there. Don't stick around. It's not going to change just like an abusive relationship. You're not going to change him, her, whoever get out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a secondary (laughs) message, something I don't ever talk about, but it's true. It's like, you're not, you're never going to change someone. You need to find the right fit. I've been talking about finding the right fit in your career forever And I've only started to really take my own advice in the last, I would say, five years. And one of the other things I wanted to mention, only because I'm so obsessed with this medium of podcasting, is LinkedIn definitely is a professional platform for 100% sure. Podcasting, I feel like, is such an incredible medium for women specifically because it does allow us to be more authentically who we are. We can talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Yeah. And if you're a guest like you on a a podcast like mine where we are allowed to be who we are and say what we want to say... You know, this is the way Mm -hmm. to get us comfortable. I'll take some of the things from what I talk about with my guests and on my own, and I'll post that on LinkedIn because I've sort of worked it out on the podcast. So it's a great first step. Our own soapbox. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Like, this is the meeting at corporate that we never got to speak at because we were silenced. This is my, one of my clients wrote a book called Unmute Yourself. And it was all because she kept, she thought she was on mute in a corporate meeting. And she was like, am I on mute? Like, nobody's listening to her. And so she now has a whole business based on that as a speaker. But it's so true. Like this is podcasting and our email lists. We own those. Those are ours. Like, yep. listen, I love social They're media. Ours. They're ours. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 we can burn down social media like we used to burn our bras back in the day. Like <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> but there is a need. There is like a place for social media. Of course, you can connect to more people. But drive them somewhere else. Drive them to your email list, to your podcast, wherever you own. I mean, that you're going to hear that advice from no matter who you speak with when it comes to like being like getting visible. Like, have something that's all yours that nobody can take away. You're not mm. censored. You don't have to filter yourself. I can say what I want in an email, and if you don't like it, you can unfollow or unsubscribe. Yeah. Same with our podcasts, but it will draw in exactly who's meant to be there. And you no longer have to be fearful. Like there's some things I'd love to say on LinkedIn, but I still don't because I don't want to get banned. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say it in a, I do have a podcast. I will say it on my podcast or I'll say it in an email or I'll say it in a live video because they, they won't be able to find it. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) But there's ways to be completely who you are and to test out different platforms, right? Like what works best for you? Because as much as I love a podcast, there was a lot of fear behind starting a podcast because I'm like, ooh, who's going to hear it? It's not people who like who I know already. It could be complete strangers from all over the world. And clearly that's the case. (laughs) But then if they're the right people for you, they're going to come to your next thing, whatever it is. Like they'll follow me on LinkedIn. They'll come to my email list. They'll get into one of my programs. Like that's what I love about, I mean, I'm still new to podcasting. I only have 12 episodes in my own personal podcast. So obviously I know how powerful it is and I'm going to have 12 million episodes at some point because I just, I'm feeling it. (laughs) I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, it's so much fun. (laughs) It is so much fun. And I want to put stars around and highlight the message of create something that is all yours. Where do we have the opportunity to do that in our lives? Maybe our home and our family, right? That is our very own. And what do we do when we really, you know, like someone? We invite them into our home. They can see who we are by the way that we, you know, decorate and the 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 comfort level of the the furniture in our house and all of that. A podcast Mm -hmm. is your home that you can invite people into and really show them who you are. And it, you know, from a guest perspective and a listener perspective. And like you said, you know, if if they don't like something you said or whatever, they don't need to keep listening. But if they want to get to know you more, they can listen to a lot of what you have to say. And it builds this level of trust that you can't build anywhere else. You can't do that on Instagram. You can't do that on LinkedIn because those are other people's platforms, other big companies' platforms that although I like social media for its purposes, they are literally making money off of you and me and everybody else that's developing and creating content on their platform because then they sell that data and that insight to others. And so they're the ones that are getting rich off of you. Let's just keep that let's just in be mind. serious here. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just really yeah. like call it what it is. So yes, people are making money by monetizing and, you know, all of that stuff and that's great, but at the end of the day those platforms are making a fuck ton more money off of you than you're ever making off of it. And here's the so, thing with podcasting too. Let's be honest. I can feel your energy from your voice. I, I can yeah. close my eyes, listen to the pot, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> I yeah. can feel that laughter we just had. Like they can feel our connection as, you know, friends talking to each other. Like they can feel on the podcast, everything you can't allow them to feel in copy. Oh, trust me. Like I'm a That's good, right. I'm a good writer and I've been in many books and I, and I help people write content and copy all the time, but it, there's a different level to actually hearing my voice than there is. If I laugh, I can write ha ha and you know I'm laughing or <laughs> I'm giggling and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a deep belly laugh. Like it's a different level yeah. of connection. And on a podcast, I don't gotta fluff my hair. <laughs> I don't wanna wear pants if I don't want to. I can be nope. raw and completely myself and just express. Like I think our voice is our biggest gift and using it to express ourselves and to command what it is we want out of life. It's just, I think it is one of the biggest gifts that we've been given. 
as a human is our voice Agreed. and our ability to use it. Agreed. And I wish that I could use my voice to sing like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson or actually, actually <laughs> the person who I would want to be like and sound like and sing like is pink oh yeah she's gorgeous oh that voice she's mm. oh she's she's everything yeah, yeah. oh my 100%. god yeah it's funny you say yeah. that so i had to answer i auditioned to sing in my church choir and it's more like a band it's like a rock concert there and so oh, cool. they said what is uh, the biggest gift god's ever given you and i put my voice but it wasn't because i was auditioning to sing it was because <laughs> of the expression we can we can make someone feel sad. We can make them curious. We can make them excited by the tone of our voice. Like there's so many different levels to just our voice that we're able mm. to do. And it's true. It is the biggest gift, whether you're singing, speaking, like you name it, whatever you can do, it's a gift when it comes to our voice. So I highly recommend, and I jokingly say, because you mentioned the younger entrepreneurs, I, yeah. I say to them when I work with people a lot younger than me, I'll say, and I shock them a little bit, and I'll say, you're being completely selfish if you don't use your voice to express yep. who you are, the values you have, and the changes you want to see in this world. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the younger we are, the more power we have to create actually create change in our world. You've got more time than I do. A 20 year old has more time than I do at 43. So don't be selfish and waste your time by not being who you are. Because think about the compound effect. If you start speaking your truth and being completely who you are at 20, by time you're mm -hmm. my age, wow, what an impact you probably made on hundreds, if not thousands of people in your, in your life or millions on social media. But me mm. at 43, it's kind of like that saying, when's the best time to plant a tree, you know, 20 years ago, but or today kind of thing, right? Or now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you are 43, and you're just now starting to explore your truth and your voice, there's no better time like today to, to so please go do it. Don't think you've missed your opportunity because you have not. But for those young entrepreneurs, like do it now because there's people like me who wish I did it sooner. And I can only imagine where my life or bank account would be yes. if I started speaking my truth earlier and didn't waste 10 years in an environment that wasn't made for me. Oh my gosh. I, I love that advice mm. so much. And I agree with you too, because many of the people that are in this audience are the the older women entrepreneurs that have had the corporate career, right? Yes. And, and there's a frustration. Mm. They're like, oh, did I miss the boat? No, no. You didn't miss the boat. I'm I'm 53, so I'm 10 years ahead of <laughs> you, right? Even yeah. though I don't act like it, and I never will. <laughs> you don't look I it either. <laughs> will not. Oh, thank you. You will know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, there is no better time than now because the 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 thing that we can offer is our wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. We've been there, we've done yes. that. So maybe our ideas are a little bit more refined. Yeah. Maybe we can be more powerful because we do have that that authority that we might not feel when we're 20, but absolutely the compound effect of your voice over time is so goddamn powerful. Mm -hmm. And the, another message to all women out there that I will not stop talking about is start investing and learning about financial literacy yeah. when you're 18, 19, 20 and start because there's a wage gap 
for gender. And then if you are of any type of marginalized group, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. So the earlier that you can start saving, investing and learning what that's all about, the compound effect of interest is the thing that is going to get you to a place where you don't have to be beholden to someone in corporate in order to, you know, earn the the level of income that you need in order to live in today's world. So invest early, girls. Do it. And and it's not too late oh. if, if you're starting when you're 53. Yeah, it's not too late. I mean, get a jump on it now. I mean, 53, you're, we live to 100 now, let's be honest. Like, especially if you yeah. feel yourself properly. Like, this is like, this is just the beginning. I mean, yeah. I heard life starts at 50 from a girlfriend of mine who's 52. And she's like, Miranda, it's besides our metabolism starting over. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, you're right about the wisdom. We, we've experienced a bunch of crap in our life, good, bad, ugly, and awesome. And to be able to yep. take that and then start a business or even start a new career or to raise yep. a family, like we are so much, much more resourced than we've ever been with the knowledge and the ability to re- to get knowledge, right? Like back 20 years ago, like, oh my gosh, 20 years ago, did we even have the internet? No, <laughs> no. I mean, hello, like the kids these days, like, it, I mean, success could be handed to them. The only thing I notice in the younger generation is a little bit of that fear that you're talking about and the refined side of things that you talk about. And I mean, so that's, yeah. it's funny. I look back and I see when these older people would tell me to be more professional, that's not what they were actually trying to tell me. They were, they were generalizing professional. What they should have yeah. probably said to me is think before you speak, maybe do a little yeah. extra research so you can come <laughs> confidently to this conversation, not just like blurt it out, you know? So there, and I was a big blurter back in the day. <laughs> That's not fair. You're crazy. You know, like, trust me, I I would go back and tell myself a few things back in the day. Investing would be one of them. Uh, Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. But it's not too late to, to try anything, to tweak your business, to pivot. Like I added pieces to my business over the pandemic and I actually doubled my revenue over the pandemic when people are closing shop. If you don't feel you can do these things, find somebody who already has or can teach you how to do it. And invest in yourself because that's probably the yeah. best form of investment besides financial investment is investing in yourself in order to help mm-hmm. yourself grow and expand. Oh my gosh, Miranda, I could just talk to you forever. <laughs> and I, I think we, we will. We will definitely have a part two yeah. <laughs> on another podcast episode. But I just want to say thank you so very much for all of the wisdom and all of the energy oh. that you brought to our conversation today. I, I appreciate it so much. How can people get in touch with you? So I live on LinkedIn. So you can easily find me there. Just search Miranda Von Fricken. I'm the only one. I'm also on Instagram. And my website is MirandaVonFricken.com. My podcast is Own Your Awesome, which is kind of cool. Like, Own Your Awesome. I was like, yes, I finally found the name because that is my message to everyone. Just completely own your awesome. Do not sugarcoat it. (laughs) I highly recommend you listening into Miranda's podcast. And then another thing that I've been saying often is for women to help other women, if we can give each other these five-star ratings and reviews, that's going to help us all to spread the the message, spread our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions. It's sort of like the only way that we can do it. So make sure that you not only listen, but you also take a little bit of action just to give a little back to the people that are creating the content. So Miranda, thank you so very much. And I just hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Definitely did. Thank you. Okay. Okay.
Podcast Network.